What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. You're tuning, tuned in here to the Friday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Mr. Sands spin the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Your number to participate is 1-800-707-9760. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs, whether auto, life, home, or renters. Just give them a call. His number is 210-641-4000, and they'll give you a free quote. That is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor. Of the sports crime. 1 800 707 9760. If you know what you want to talk about, it is open phone lines. Feel free to uh, give us a call. All we ask you to do is be patient during the long segments and breaks, and we'll try to get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you need to reach out to me or follow me on Twitter or send me a message or at me, you can go to the Twitter handle at sports crime. That's where you can find me. And also, if you want to stream the show live and leave comments during the stream, you can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Ground Entertainment, or you just go to my personal page and leave comments. If we get an opportunity, we'll read those at some time during the show, or I'll respond to those uh, later as well. And if you ever miss any of the daily shows live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com, where you can download the daily podcast from there every day, seven days a week. 1-800-707-9760. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll. All right, Mr. Sams. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Doing all right, man. It is Friday, so you know um, you know, normally that puts me in a better mood on Friday. This is uh, a July 4th weekend, um, you know, so we're going to end strong. As you can see, if you're streaming the show live, you can see we've got uh, some product here. We've got a new... Um, partner on board that uh, we've got to talk about here shortly. We'll get here to that probably at the top of the second hour, um, introduce them. Also, um, what else we got? So we've got a, quite a few things to get to. Of course, we're off on Monday like mostly everybody else is, um, even though even the security guard up here isn't off. That sucks. I'm like, man, it's going to be a ghost town. It's already a ghost town up here anyway. Um, <laughs> but... Let's see what we got. Of course, NBA free agency, free agency frenzy just continues to roll on. Definitely want to look at some of the big contracts that was done. Some of the smaller ones as well, too. There's some people already on the move. You know, we've got one piece of the defending champs about to get paid. We've got another piece that's gotten paid somewhere else. We'll talk about that. Of course, um, in our backyard, you know, we've got another one gone, as anticipated. Two more gone. Two more. Okay, well, the one I know is Lonnie Walker, who pretty much is going out to L.A., to the Lakers. Uh, you know, the Spurs pulled that qualifying offer, so he signed with L.A. And who's the second? Who else now? Well, we got the report yesterday. In order to make the DeJounte trade happen immediately and not waiting for other things to factor in, Jock Landale uh Australian oh, yeah. that that was uh unsigned free agent last year uh undrafted free agent last year um he got tossed into that move as well so he's on his way to Atlanta uh along with DeJounte Murray 
huh. to make that happen immediately. And as Woj has already reported today, Gallinari is being waived and is expected to sign with the Celtics, one of the teams you named yesterday. Oh, oh, I thought maybe he ended up with Celtics. Oh, okay, so he did that. Speaking of that, speaking of another oh oh moment, Calvin. Speaking of, uh, yeah, pause. Dejounte Murray. Well, we heard from the GM himself. The youngster, Mr. Brian Wright, we've got his audio, and credit to Mike Finger out there. I want to give him his props because he asked the question, and I took a lot of heat, especially yesterday. I see y'all on Streamline, and I see that, you know, we'll get to that shortly, not now, but, you know, when I kind of said, hey, you know, it's not as simple as that Brian Windhorse report, and so, oh, what are you, what are you saying, Cal? Brian Lyon? What you saying? Brian Windhorst lying? Yeah, we'll we'll get to that here shortly. But again, I'm bringing it up because again, I don't understand why. I'm not gonna say all why there's some media. I I understand. I know why they're doing it, but there's still some media, some local media that is pushing this narrative of Brian Windhorst's report, which I think the guy was taken out of context. And I think, like I told you yesterday, that was said on a podcast. So we definitely got an explanation from Brian on this decision or how they came to that. We're not going to pay the whole, you know, uh, audio. I'm, I'm going to tell you what I've listened to all of it, but there's a couple things that stood out. So we'll get to that here shortly. You've got that going on. Also, uh, baseball, you know, um, Bobby Bonilla Day. God, still, you know, we've talked about this story off and on over the years. But, you know, today's the day, July 1st, where Bobby Bonilla, former MLB player, former New York Met, gets a direct deposit in his account for, what is it, one point? One million one hundred ninety-three thousand two hundred forty-eight dollars and twenty cents. That'll and, continue until 2035. Man, I, I, whoever his agent was at the time was probably sm- smart as hell. Helped even Bobby out. You know, I don't know. I haven't heard and don't know all of Bobby's financial situation, but that has to be, that's better than any 401k or anything can imagine. Just, I mean, having played baseball since God knows when or even been on a roster, and he's still getting paid from the New York Mets. Speaking of baseball, we didn't get a chance to get into it yesterday, but I've been talking about it really since Tuesday or Wednesday coming off of that last weekend series between the Braves and the Dodgers. But we've been talking about Freddie Freeman um, and his situation getting screwy and emotional of, you know, leaving, you know, the Dodgers. I mean, excuse me, the Braves signing with the Dodgers. Well, we did talk about him firing his agency or his agent, excuse me, who negotiated this deal with the Dodgers. But we didn't really get a chance to now that it's coming out why he was upset or fired him. Because allegedly his agent withheld Atlanta's last offer to Freddie Freeman. And with the report saying that his agent would have known that he was going to probably accept Atlanta's offer and not go to L.A. Now, I know the agent has been on this radio tour, too, since then. He's pissed because he feels like the Braves are trying to create this narrative about how it went down. Um... I can't see Freddie Freeman firing this guy over just hearsay. He might have had to go. I mean, even though emotion and he's an emotional guy, we saw it this past weekend. But if that's true and he's already gone, 
But if that's true, first of all, his agent deserves to get his ass kicked. And number two, that is that's just that's low. That's low. And I and I bet you, I don't know who his agent is or who he was. I bet you that it he's was been with Casey Close of Excel. And I bet you he's been with Freddie for a while. I would imagine. Um I don't know, you know, obviously the thing that would come to my mind first is that you withheld it because, for one, the Dodgers' offer was a little, probably more, but the Braves' offer was enough. You would have known Freddie would have took that, but you're going to take the more because you get you make more money off of that as an agent. Um, this is something that's still developing, and, and again, when when you know when I saw him emotional after that weekend series with the Braves, and then I saw him, you know, kind of. Uh, you know, continue. And I heard about the firing. Part of me first said, you know, if you're the Dodgers, you got to find out, is this guy 100% in the blue? Like, is he down with the blue? Does he really, really want to be there? Um, you know, I mean, Dodgers are going to be a team that's supposed to be there when the dust settles. Uh, but you, you know, in a clubhouse, you want guys that are really committed all the way in. But this is a bad look. I mean, if it is true that his agent, I mean, I think this would affect him with clients in the future. You know, trustworthy, you know, who could you trust if that's the case? Because that's pretty low. I mean, regardless just to make, you know, on your standard 5%, you know, 3%, some agents can get up to even 7 for the most part. I forgot what the standard usually is. But just to sacrifice that over an extra, you know, few hundred thousand, extra million maybe if that, to kind of hold an offer against, especially a guy of Freddie Freeman's stature coming off of a World Series, Class that guy, never really been in any trouble off the field, um, never heard anything about being a bad teammate, so that's interesting. Also, Pac, we got the news yesterday with uh, USC and UCLA. They actually took the votes uh, this today or this morning. They actually vote, in which they know it's a foregone. They're going to approve them the move. And speaking of the Big Ten, um, the fallout – is really yet to still be in early stages. A lot of people looking like, could there be other Pac-12 teams that want to bolt for other conferences? Uh, you know, and I told you yesterday, I do feel like this is the demise of the Pac-12. It wasn't a very strong conference to begin with uh, because of the way it's been ran. Uh, the commissioner has not been a fan favorite or a student body favorite or a coach favorite. Uh, and really the logist of the time, geographically just basically you know looking at you know games starting at 9 nine thirty. does our Heisman candidate get enough run do the voters already sleep at that time on Saturday other than the diehard you know Pac-12 fans on the west coast or even the east coast besides the you know degenerate gamblers the diehard gamblers that are chasing at 11 o'clock at night a, a bad Saturday who is really staying up watching Pac-12 football so it's been a struggling conference but this is kind of one of those that even the people that really follow this sport 24-7, from what I'm hearing, this was kind of a little bit of surprise. Uh, this was a little bit of surprise to most of the people um, when it comes to this actually happening, and not only that, having as soon as 2024, you know, going down. What you got, Jonas? We have a statement from the Pac-12, of course, came down yesterday, and we have one from today as well. 
Uh, yesterday, the Pac-12 uh, said, while we are extremely surprised and disappointed by the news coming out of UCLA and USC today, we have a long and storied history in athletics and academics and leadership in supporting student athletes that we were confident will continue to thrive and grow into the future. The Pac-12 is home to many of the world's best universities athletic programs and alumni representing one of the most dynamic regions in the united states we've long been known as the conference of champions and we are we are unwavering in our commitment to extend that title we will continue to develop new and innovative programs that directly benefit our member institutions and we look forward to partnering with current and potential members to pioneer the future of college athletics together they said uh, today uh within the hour actually that the 10 university presidents and chancellors um, have met and are uh, remain committed to the mission of shared mission of academic and athletic excellence on behalf of the student athletes. Um, sounds good. Sounds well prepared. Uh, but when they say conference of champions, they talk in two trophy cases. They're talking about two trophy cases, and that's USC. And UCLA, and it's been a while for both of them. But when you talk about conference of champions, you talking about two, two universities trophy cases, okay? And you know, to me, now can you get somebody to come in and replace these two pack? Yeah, but look, now you have rumors that the SEC. I mean, first of all, they're having their way to they're they're having some challenges and really to make this work to fit OU in Texas in. But now you have some rumors saying that the SEC could go out and add two more teams. Okay, because this move with the Big Ten is a counter move. This is their counter move to the SEC grabbing OU in Texas. That's what this is. This is Big Ten's counter move. Um, It's a rich tradition conference. Speaking of Big Ten, there's a lot of money in there. You know, there's a lot of money involved in the Big Ten. They got fan bases and student bodies that travel, alumni that donate. This is really these, and I've been saying for the last five years that we're heading toward a super conference regardless. But also, this is a situation where the SEC and the Big Ten is setting the tone. They're setting the tone. I don't think, in my opinion, and I know what region we're in, you know, um, I don't know if it's an automatic shoe in that the Big 12 would really be a part of this super conference. When you look at their two big dogs gone, um, you know, I, I don't I don't know, you know, the residue that's left in the Pac-12, Stanford, Washington, Washington State, Oregon. I don't know if they're going to be a shoe-in to be a part of this big conference. Okay? And what do y'all think is going to happen once the once the musical chairs stop? And and everybody who's in, whether we got two more teams going to the SEC besides OU and Texas, and if the Big Ten decides just to stop here or maybe add one more or two more, what do you think comes after that? You know what comes after that? There's going to be two major networks that are going to battle out and they're going to have just like Fox has the NFC and CBS has the AFC. That's where we're headed. And I have no problem with it. 
because I'm tired of tuning in in August, early part, late August 25th, August 23rd, 28th, and seeing Alabama. Well, I would say usually there's like their second week, third week, because they take some heavy hitters coming out of the gate. But I don't want to see Alabama versus Chattanooga or LSU versus Troy. Okay? Which Troy's put some guys in the league, too. Don't, don't want to be crazy with some all-time greats. A couple of them uh, slipped my mind here. Um, where, didn't, where did DeMarcus Ware come from? Did he come from Troy? Okay, I thought so. Sam's giving me the thumbs up. I know it's him and somebody else too. They've had some. They've had some legends. I bet okay. the other one you're trying to think of is Darrell Revis. Okay, Darrell Revis. Nah, I wasn't thinking of him, but that's another one. So I didn't mean that because I know Troy everywhere. But I, but you know you get the logist, everybody. I, that's why I don't have a problem with the Super Conference because that eliminates that. I mean, from day from week one in college, I mean every game means something now. But from week one in college on. You're getting like matchups that you probably would have to wait at least to November, December bowl or playoff to get when this happens. And as long as the TV networks can play fair and everybody gets their cut and everybody gets what they want, the quicker that this can come about, the quicker that this comes about. I mean, because yesterday when we talked about it, it was already 2024 that they were looking at, you know, for this particular move in USC and UCLA going. Listen to the Sports Grind. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos. We will be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready to drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included, and whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, fans spinning one and twos, broadcasting here from the Hazel Skyline Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential needs, whether commercial, all right? All you got to do is go. They'll give you a free estimate as well. Just go to their website at waytogrow.net. That's Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
You all right, Sam? Gave me that look like. All right. It's that time. It's uh, free agency and trade season, and it oh. looks like Woj dropped another bomb. Oh, okay. I was like, man, did I say that? I thought I slipped up on it was FCC. I was like, Sam, give me that look. Oh, whoa. No, well, it's was, just Gobert oh. going to Minnesota, apparently. Oh, so Gobert is on the move to Minnesota. What, in a trade, in a signing trade, or what? Uh, well, it would be a straight-up trade because oh. Gobert is under contract, oh, but Woj okay. hasn't released any details yet. Just 30 to seconds Minnesota. ago. So, damn. So, so Big Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, and Gobert. Well, it is a trade, so you have to wonder if Cat could be part of the Utah, could be going to Utah. No, hell would, no. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a two towers kind of situation, but do they get no. to keep um, Russell? Now, the conversations all along were how Minnesota were comfortable with the two of them playing together. There you so go. It would probably oh, okay. be Russell and then Picks and. So it would be D'Angelo Russell to. Yeah, because remember, just remember how. Because keep in mind, when you look at Utah, before we and move on. Untouchable. No, yeah, but yeah. you're going to have you're gonna have Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert. Tell you, man, he's getting thicker and thicker in oh. the, in the, in the uh, West. Um, and you got to think, too. When you look at Utah's situation before we move on from that, remember I talked about how horrible their perimeter defense was during the playoffs. And Don Mitchell kind of, and then really how how the fountain in youth was nowhere around Mike Conley. Conley just struggled with it. So that, you know, you get a rustle that goes over there and all that. So okay, so Woj bomb there. All right. Well, and then with Utah, I don't I don't know if we touched on it or not, but Will Hardy, former Spurs assistant. Yes. Uh, assistant coach under EMA with the Boston Celtics, now head coaching out there in place of Quinn Snyder. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. And then, That's you a know, fun piece there. And to be honest with you, I would, I would rather read down the ticker that the Spurs were bringing back Snyder on the bench than Brian, b- Brown. B- 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 back to the big, big Brown. You know? Gosh. Anyway, so, okay. So, yeah, I definitely want to look at some of these bigger deals because, you know, there's uh like hey let me tell you something Mike Malone, <laughs> I mean the Joker who cashed in and got the biggest contract that we've seen in NBA history, I've been telling you up there in Denver that the honeymoon for Mike Malone they're not big Mike Malone fan and you wonder how could that be a team that's been in the playoffs the last few years has had the MVP you know uh the two time right Joker's two time MVP right yes sir two time MVP. He's got to get it done. Now, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, because to me, in my opinion, Michael Porter, you know, I know I like my flurry from Murray, but they, they need some other stuff to, to, to get Joker over the hump. But Mike Malone, that's just more pressure on Mike Malone. But I want to look at some of these other bigger deals. But let's put a bow, since it's been heavy DJ all week in Spurs, let's just put a bow on this. We got another one? No, it's somehow Russell's not involved. Wow. Beasley, Malik Beasley, Pat Bev, uh, Walker Kessler just drafted the center out of Auburn, Jared Vanderbilt, and multiple first-round picks. Well, that's Danny Ainge all over it because, you know, Danny Ainge, like I said, this whole we, – we'll get into Brian's comments here too. I mean, you look at the picks that, you know, Spurs have uh, acquired over this last year, especially after this DJ trade. I mean, again, to me, that Sam Pressy OKC stuff, and again, Danny Ainge, I remember for years – 
you know, him catching hell from the media saying, what are you doing all these picks? Why are you doing all these picks? Ain't that? So that Danny Ainge is up in Utah, so it doesn't surprise me that he probably wanted more picks than anybody really on their roster. So, wow, we'll have to look into that more. But before we get into some of the bigger things, let's stick right here to uh, put a bow on this Spurs situation. Uh, we know Lonnie Walker is going with the L- to the Lakers. And to be honest with you, you know, I mean, that's one of the things the Lakers wanted to do was get more athletic this offseason. Lonnie's athlete, more athletic than anything they really had on that court last year, you know. And you know LeBron, even though he's on the 18th green, it feels like, in his career, he's known to make players on Lonnie's caliber a lot better. So don't be surprised if Lonnie pops in that in that purple and gold. And I don't know if they're done willing and dealing because you got this Kyrie situation, all that. And but, Lonnie's but, clutch sports. Okay, you know what? I just got a text a while ago uh, from a man – uh, Steven, you know, um, integrity insurance, yeah, that guy, a clutch sports text. You know, this is what, what, what we're not going to do is make clutch sports public enemy number one down here. All right. Now, this is the thing about this whole and, and this is really a message to, to Jazz because Jazz tried to get smart with me on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, it's probably about as bullcrap as your money take over. Oh, and then people streaming like, oh, what are you saying, Calvin? Brian Winhurst is lying. Brian Winhurst is lying. Just because we don't read all uh, just because we don't read all the time, those streaming, I see every damn thing that y'all post, whether it's negative or not. And then when you when you're proven wrong and you go hiding and that's when Calvin becomes Calvin, you got to listen to this stuff again. Okay. I told you that it wasn't as simple as I believe now that somebody here media-wise locally is the one that even got this Brian Winhurst report going that wasn't really an official report from Brian Winhurst because, like I said, he's been on first take all this week since the gang's been on vacation. Everybody's in vac- on vacation in the industry except me. Um, the deal is, you know, he had an opportunity to address this when – Mad Dog Russo asked him straight up, like, yo, man, if, if I'm Atlanta, I'm kind of worried about why Pop would trade his best player. Is there a red flag or whatever? Oh, hey, man, you know, the GMs, a lot of people wonder what they're doing to him, but they think they're tanking, you know, uh, for the kid out of France, which I'm hearing he's not even on Tony's team anymore. He, he, didn't he no, transfer? he's on Dial's team, though, Boris. Oh, well, Tony and Dial, they like, they like that. I mean, the French connections is also, anyway, might as well still be there. But anyway, so... I don't attend these things. I've only done it probably even being on the other station way back in the day. It's just not me. You know, I'm not the guy that wants to go out and get sound bites and reports. I'd rather sit at home, you know what I'm saying, diagnose it, you know, myself. Don't need to do it. I've been paying attention to sports prices since I was eight, nine years old. Plus, they give you the same damn answers pretty much for the most part. But I'm going to give Mike Finger credit because Brian Wright, which is a young GM, he is standing there, okay, and this whole narrative that's out here. And what's crazy to me is we touched on a little bit yesterday, and every major network, local network, bet you a dollar to a donut, they had present they they had representation at this press conference. Some of them in Zoom, some of them actually there at the practice facility. Okay, at least that looked like it was a practice facility, but I saw on the nine o'clock on the ten o'clock news. Okay. Do we have do we have the clip for Brian? Right. When he was asked by Mike Finger in regards to the rumors that's out there and how we got to this point development of DeJounte Murray being moved. Let's hear that. Go to Mike Finger. Hey, Brian, just wanted to um, 
clarify some reporting that's out there. And I realize there's a significant difference between extensions and new contracts. But did um, DeJounte or his agent ever give you any kind of ultimatum or any kind of impression that he was not interested in staying with the Spurs long term? Uh, thanks for the question, Mike. Um, no, I don't want to dig too deep into that. Again, the, the social media rumors and this and that, there's a million of them. Um, but we were never in a place where we felt like DeJounte didn't want to be back or anything like that. Um, again, this decision was about what was good for, for where we were going um, and where we want to be and what was good for him and the Atlanta Hawks. It, it took a lot of people to, to bring that all together. But um, to quickly answer that, no, we, we, didn't, we didn't get that from his there you go. There you go. So I didn't want to come out. I, I, you know, I'm not going to come out and call Brian Winhurst a liar because, first of all, I don't think this was an official really report. He said it during the podcast, and I've yet to hear the content of what he said. But my point of bringing this up is surprising. Then that, that, That's a press conference going on probably almost about 5 o'clock yesterday. Okay, give or take. So you've got people editing and people doing all this and getting ready for the 10 o'clock news. And therefore, last night when I'm watching the Ten Cock News, my man Greg Simmons, you know, I like Greg. Greg, you know, I've told you that's one of the guys that I like in history. But it shocked me the fact that Greg, and he wasn't really the only one because I didn't want to, I didn't go, you know, snooping on cans and doing that. And plus, after Don's extra point, I was done with him anyway. I'm like, that was one of the worst ones I've ever heard. Like, hey, man, we gave him the team, and look what he get, 34 wins. Really, Don, it was just simple as that, right? But it surprised me last night because some of the media locally is still pushing the narrative that, hey, you know what? He wasn't going to sign here anyway. He didn't want to be here anyway. And it makes me wonder, like, why is that? But I understand why it is because I feel like it's easier for the fans. And this is all post-Kawhi stuff because when you come from an organization that you're talking about loyalty from David Robinson, I mean, hell, go back to George Gervin, to David Robinson, to Tim Duncan, to Manu, to Tony. And then all of a sudden we go to the quiet. From now on, it's easier for the fan base and it's easier for the media to sit there. Well, man, if they had to trade him and he's one of our best players, he want to be here, then it's just on him, man. He's just not loyal. He didn't. He just didn't want to be here. And that's just easy. If you've got, if you're invested into it emotionally, or either it's just easier to protect the organization to where either it's easier not question them. They're like, man, did this really make sense? Yeah, we got a lot of these picks. You know, but did this really make – well, it's easy if you put it out there and stick with, oh, he just didn't want to be here. They wasn't, He wasn't going to sign, so they were smart. They got it while his value was up. Brian Wright just told you that wasn't the case. And another thing, which is an eight-minute thing, I didn't want to play the whole thing because we don't need to, but another thing that stood out to me in that too was the fact that he said, hey, you know, DeJounte been up here along with other guys working out this whole offseason. If you are not wanting to be somewhere and you're telling your agent, get me out of here, I don't want to sign there, you're not hanging around facilities still working out. And I told you yesterday to the Jazzes, to everybody else that was sitting there saying, well, why are you questioning, Brian? What are you saying, Cal? Well, worst take all. No, what I was also telling you is that there's not a player or there's not a member on Clutch Sports that has been, especially in a small market, that's been drafted by a team that pretty much does not have any intentions of wanting to be there and sign that you don't hear about it months ahead of time. And all this developed. All right, Sam, you got something you want to add to this. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, I completely agree with you. I think the context of what Windhorse was reporting is being lost by a lot of people picking up on that story. Right. Because at this point in DeJounte's contract, they were kind of hamstrung by CBA rules on how much they could offer him in an extension. Okay. So he was going to turn one down this offseason, 
but then be eligible for a Supermax next year, but he would be an unrestricted free agent, and every team that had cap space could offer him that much. Right. It's the same thing the Mavs went through with Jalen Brunson last summer, Hmm. where they could only offer 125% of a raise and that was less than what his market value was. Right. Well, so the good good insight there, Sam. And again, I'm not beating this horse because I'm sitting there telling you, hey, man, if they don't trade this and we just keep them, DeJounte going to sign next year and sign that match. I'm not telling you that. Maybe he still don't sign and go. I'm beating the dead horse because I know when y'all put that out there, speaking to the media and speaking to the fans, that's I know what the undertone of that is. That's the situation. Like, look, man, he just didn't want to be here. He just didn't want to be a spur. That's what that is, and that's what makes my ass itch because it's stupid and it's lazy, and it's just that's the that's the thing that I'm fighting against to be like we don't have to be like that. Like if it has to be like, hey man, you know, like Brian said, like hey we 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 had there were some talks, but all of a sudden like things escalate quickly, and it's like damn, somebody really gonna give us three first? Somebody get well, you know, hey. But it's not like, oh, this is kept under quiet and DeJounte's been disgruntled and this is clutch sports and Maverick. They just don't like the Spurs and, you know, this and that. And keep in mind, Keldon, I mean, is that going to be the narrative of Keldon? Because Keldon's clutch sport too. But I told you the other day, if Keldon improves, if Keldon takes that leap this year and he and he's balling, if you got him, Vassell, and let's say Primo, let's say you got three people balling this year, but they got like 20 wins. Is Keldon going to sit there and he looking around and look? Because you only go by the elders in anything. Whether your kids looking up to your parents, your older brother, you go to the elders. And Keldon is one of these youngsters, along with DeJounte. But let's say Keldon, they looking at the elders. And the elders are people like Kevin Durant, okay, Kyrie Irving. All these people are like, hey, man, it didn't work here. I want to get out. I want to win. So when Keldon, if Keldon takes that leap, does he want to sit here for this process? For this trust the process or whatever. That's it ain't just about, well, there's another clutch client. He's gonna be gone. And the reason why, now credit to Jonas, because Jonas, even before Jonas started producing the show, I've had conversations with Jonas, and Jonas has been on this like, you know what, man? I don't know if this clutch thing is good for the NBA. You know, watch out when your players go to all-star games, watch where it go. But you know the reason why I don't really have the problem, and I said this yesterday with clutch sports, is because, again, there was an agent by the name of Kevin Falk that used to have the biggest fish in the pond, and along with the other ones, with name Michael Jordan, and he was he was putting it to Krause and other guys, too, in, 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 the, um, in the NBA. Scott Boris has been at war for MLB forever, okay? Even to the point where Scott Boris said, hey, man, y'all ain't going to give out the big money, the big A-Rod any money? Okay, I'll start hanging out at the Grapefruit Leagues and the minors, and I'll grab these kids when they're 17, 18, and you got to deal with me anyway. Come on, man. It ain't The brothers ain't over at Clutch. Ain't, they, they didn't re, they not doing anything. They didn't invent anything. They just mastered it up, you know? That's what I said. All the screwing, you know, like... like uh, Suge Knight, I screwed over pocket all royalties. P Diddy screwing over one twelve. They didn't. It's sad they doing it to their own people, but they didn't invent it. They were screwing brothers back in the old record. They rich, little Richard, everybody else. They just took what was all oh, this. How they do it? So there you go. There you go with oh, is Brian lying, Calvin? Oh, is Brian Winners lying? You heard it from the man himself, Brian Wright. How it went down. Listen to the sports grind. Let's look at more of these big numbers and free agency when we get back. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. 